have your Bibles, go to Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. We'll get through this fairly quickly, I think. I know we want to go eat some cake and ice cream, but I think this is a... Okay, we want to go eat cake and chips and dip and whatever else. But we need this food more than we need that food. And I think this will mean something for us tonight. So please pay attention to it. I think it will be something that will help you. It's helped me and it will help, help you, I think, before we pray. In Ephesians 6 and 10, what do we all know that about? The armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that you, so that when the evil day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. One. With the breastplate of righteousness in place, too. And with the feet, with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, three. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, four. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, five. And the word of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, six. We remember those, don't we? But the last one that's there is one that we have to keep, and that's in verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, and with all all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert always, and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Who is all? Everybody. All the Lord's people. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the saints, those of us that have been saved because the world don't care about this. You can tell them all day long, they're not going to listen to it. So obviously he's talking to us. So we're to pray for everybody, all of us. When we see Bob feeling bad or out of place or out of sorts, we need to pray for Bob. We may not have a word for Bob. We may not even know you need to go see Bob because it ain't going to help, but we can pray. Why? Because he's being attacked, she's being attacked by the enemy. That's what he does. That's what this is about. You can't just pick bits and pieces of it. It's just put on the whole armor, the full armor of God. You're going into battle. We've got to think mindset. What we're doing tonight is war. What we're doing tonight, the devil don't want to happen. What we're doing tonight, many don't ever do. Did you hear what I just said? What we're doing tonight, many don't do it. Okay, because prayer is a very powerful thing and when the enemy takes the forces and says it's nothing, it's no good, don't do it, don't worry about it, don't think about it, then he has taken a very essential piece of our weaponry away. Know all the words you want, but if you ain't doing this one thing of praying, which is going to make a difference, we have nothing. A form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. The power will come by prayer through the Spirit. That's what it says. That's what the word says. So that's we got to take what Jesus' word says. 
Now let's go to 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Everybody knows that one. That one's been repeated a whole lot in the last little bit. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Wow. God keeps talking to us about prayer and prayer is us talking to God. Not only just a list that we give him, a to-do list for God. It's not that we call on him when we need something. We talk to him daily. If we ain't talking daily, we probably ain't getting much going through when we got a need. Because there's no relationship there. And God seems to have this urge or this urgency or this hunger to have communication and communion with us. He needs it. It almost seems like God needs to have that with us. The creator of everything who is all-powerful and all-knowing needs to have relationship with us and it's done through prayer and through the word. All of what we've already read fits in there. God seems to be asking the same question every day. And we just sing, heard a song by that. See, Pastor Charlie, God's been in this thing all day. I was coming back from the hospital. We didn't know what we was doing tonight. We've been praying. I said, hey, I think we got something for tonight. I think I want to do this. And I didn't tell him what I was doing. He said, well, I want to do this. Trust in God. God asks us every day in some kind of way, do you trust me? And it's because he loves us. Because he says, I want to be involved. I want to show you all about who I am, and I want to give you the best. Not the best things of the world, but what is best for us. And he tells us that it's for all of us to do. He didn't leave anybody out. There are different gifts of the Spirit. There are different callings. One of the things that goes to every one of us is prayer. Amen. Can't we talk to God? And we can also listen to him. Now, that's important that we listen to him. But he says here, if my people who are called by my name, he's talking to the church, his people who are called by his name, humble themselves. We know how to humble ourselves for the most part, don't we? And if we don't, our loving Heavenly Father has a way of bringing humility on us. And the only time that it hurts is when we don't want him having control. Let me say it again. The only time that it hurts is when we don't want him having control. You see, it's an easy process if we just let go and let God. Very easy process. And we know how to pray for the most part. For four years now, we've been doing and teaching on prayer one night a week. You remember our study we did on how to pray? You guys remember that in Jehovah, all his names and how to pray? You remember doing that? God was teaching us how to pray. And we've been getting plenty of practice at least one night a week. So therefore, something we do, we get pretty good at. We get more comfortable with it. We get more comfortable with talking to God. We get more comfortable. So for the most part, we know how to do it. We just don't do it enough. I'm going to raise my hand first. And I pray every day. 
I may not pray right. I pray every day for every person in this church. I ask God, you know the phone call I'm going to get. You know who I'm going to meet. You know what's going to come up. You know the answers that need to go. Help me to have the courage to do it. Not just give me that, but give me the courage because sometimes God gives us answers that we don't want to tell people. Amen? He gives us answers we don't want to hear. Amen? Sometimes he gives us some really good stuff, and it's all, it's, all, it's all good, but sometimes we're really on board with it. We really like it. But, so we don't pray enough. We know how to seek his face. For the most part, we know how to seek God's face. We played music tonight, and we sang to the Lord. We had music this morning, and we sang to the Lord. We were seeking his face. We were seeking to give him worship. Did you not get moved in some songs today? Somebody got moved in one song, and somebody didn't. But maybe in the next song, this person got moved, this one didn't. Or maybe in every song. But we know how to seek his face. We know how to call upon God. Brother Willie leads us every week in praying for our nation, our leaders of our nation, our churches. They need to be prayed for. Our brothers and sisters need to be prayed for. Because too many are walking away. Too many are walking away from the faith. Too many are walking away from the work that needs to be done of reaching those that are lost and helping those that are, that are saved so that, that they can still be with the Lord. Discipline is a good word. Sometimes it's discipline. And we're in a world today where it's a lot easier to say, you know what, do your thing, I'm going to go do mine. So we need what we need because the enemy attacks. That's what this is a battle. It's a battle scene. Putting on the whole armor of God, it's a battle scene is what it is. And God's talking about us seeking his face. But then he gets to this one place before he starts to give something and he says, turn from their wicked ways. Let's back up. Who's he talking to? His people, the church. You mean to tell me there's wicked ways in the church? There's sin in your life? You've got to be kidding me. Now God talks truth now, don't he? He speaks straight. And he says if they will turn from their wicked ways, then he will, then he will hear us from heaven. Not until that's taken care of Will he hear us from heaven? We wonder sometimes why we got unanswered prayers. Maybe it's just because of sin that is in our lives that's not being dealt with. I'm not talking about stumbling. We're going to have those kinds of times. But there's something called repentance. And that's what he's talking about here. We pray for our nation. We go through all these motions. We do all these things. But he tells us specifically that we must Pray, we must seek his face. We must turn from our wicked ways. That's what he's talking about. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. We have to repent. We have to tell God about it. We have to seek forgiveness and be serious about it. Then he will forgive sins. And he'll heal our land. Folks, I'm going to tell you tonight, if we need a land healing, it's in the United States of America. We need some land healing and the saints, we need to start taking some of these petty sins that get in the way between Bob and Bill and Jill and Joanne and all these different people and we need to start coming together and calling up on God so that our land can be healed. That's what we need tonight. 
Yeah, and that's not a popular message, Pastor. Well, I, I, it's okay. I'm cool with that. Because I'm making heaven happy. I know Jesus is okay with what's going on tonight because I sought him today. I could come in here and give a nice, wonderful, oh, let's feel a warm and cozy message. That can happen. But we got to do what God's talking to us about. And I believe this is something that hits close to home with each and every one of us. Sin in the church. Repentance is essential. And we're all to do it. Now that's a hard one for us to do. We're all to do it. And we know that he te he's telling us, you need to take care of yourself. You see, whenever you get taught about rescuing people, when you do that kind of work, serving, and Brother Gene and, and, you, and, and some other military peoples, y'all might know this one, you've got to take care of you first before you can take care of somebody else. You have to receive what's been given before you can give it to somebody else. Get on an airplane. The stewardess tells you, they go through the motions. If you've ever been on an airplane, that's what they do. This thing's going to flop down. If we lose cabin pressure, put it on your face first, and then worry about the child or the person next to you if they're having problems. You've got to help you first before you help them, or both of you die. Cabin pressure losses, it'll kill you. And as you're losing consciousness, your mind ain't working right, you start making bad decisions, and therefore that's why they say the first essential thing is for you to get oxygen into you. Otherwise, you're not going to think straight. You're not going to realize you're in trouble thinking about them being in trouble, and the next thing you know, both of you die. Pretty simple stuff. But he tells us to give out specific prayers. You see, we can say, bless our land. Okay, that's a good prayer. Or bless Danny. That's a good prayer. Or help Danny. Can I use you tonight? Well, me, me and you are cool, right? We like that? We're good? <clears throat> help Danny. That's a pretty broad prayer now, isn't it? This man might be struggling with something. And the best I can do because i got to get home and watch the NFL football game and got to make this call and that call. The best I can do is two seconds talking to God saying, help Danny. The Holy Spirit don't lead us that way. You see, we got this, we got this armor here, the fiery darts of the enemy. Let me tell you something about the enemy. He attacks straight on if he can. And our nation became free because we figured out that didn't work with a force that was bigger than us. By the way, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're a Christian. The enemy ain't coming straight out. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? He don't come straight out. He comes over to the side. And he takes what we have pride in, what we call our strong suits, which usually end up being our weakest suit because we've got pride in it. Oh, I'm this. And that's not a good place to be. Because the Bible says that pride comes before the fall. So if I've got a strong suit, it's probably my weakest suit. So what does the enemy do? He likes to attack us in that kind of way. What kind of attacks are you receiving? Is it selfishness, self-centeredness? You fill in the blank for you. The attack you receive from the enemy I don't know what it is he knows 
That's why he's talking to you tonight. He's talking to me tonight. So we pray specific. We pray specific on these things that he, he's coming at us with. You see, I learned something whenever I was learning how to shoot from my daddy. And it got repeated again when I got into law enforcement. When you would shoot five or six hundred rounds a day for two or three days every six months. Your fingers got sore. Your fingers would turn black from the powder burns. Guns would have to be cleaned because they would jam up after so much powder gets on them. And one thing they always taught you is you don't shoot at the big picture. You shoot at the little picture. You aim small, you miss small. Whenever we pray, we pray specific. When we fill out a prayer request, we fill it out as specific as we want it prayed for. But now, back up a minute. I might not want to put out everything that I'm dealing with because Brother Willie is a very knowledgeable man, but he may be a very weak Christian, and he may not be able to handle that here that coming from pastor. So then I depend on the Holy Spirit, which is what we said, praying in the Spirit always. He's the one that will take Brother Willie or whoever and lead them to pray. And the next thing you know, this onion starts getting peeled back. And specific things start getting dealt with. And God gets the glory. Amen. military whenever they do business you have these guys that come to the front and they call in airstrikes there, there was this movie the world war ii movies i just love those world war ii movies i wish they would cut a lot of the language out of some of the ones they're making today but you see these guys that's in normandy in these places and they need artillery to come flying in and they call in and what do they do they give specific coordinates of where they're at and where the enemy is so that they can send in fire Brother Eddie, you know what I'm talking about? He was in Vietnam. You can throw it over here. The enemy's on the other side of the river, but now where, are, where is the enemy? Well, the enemy is in this camp right here at this specific spot. So if you throw all the artillery and it's just hitting on the other side of the river, you may miss them. But if you look and you know where the attack is coming from, then you attack it specifically with the word of God and with prayer. That's what we do. And that's what we're calling in. We're calling in an airstrike onto the enemy. We're calling in artillery onto the enemy. When the enemy's coming at us, we got to talk specific and we got to get down to business with God. And sometimes we don't go there because of pride. Pride will keep us away from these places. But when we get specific and say, I got to have help here, the enemy is overrunning my camp. God, you got to help me. We need something more than just he's on the other side of the river. We need something more than just pray for me. We do that a lot, don't we? Well, i got a special request. Well, who are special requests getting us at? we got a half a church tonight because prayer don't mean anything. I've got a special request. We got a nation that's fallen tonight with people who, like me, are up talking about these kinds of things, but yet... We're not doing anything about it. We need to pray specific. 
Call the fire in on the enemy because God has equipped us with what we need. And we have the Holy Ghost to help us. He helps us to pray. I'm going to tell you right now, your prayer closet is way more powerful than that ballot box in November. There's not a guy or a gal that's on the ticket on either side that ain't even decided to run yet that has the answers that you and I need in our homes, our nation needs inside of itself. It ain't there. It's in God. It's in God. So we've got to pray specific. My kids deal with things. I pray specific. Because I don't want the enemy getting my babies. They get attacked. I don't know about in your house. My babies get attacked. And this old dad gets a little bit down to business with God when his babies get attacked. When my sweetie gets attacked, I'm going to be talking to God. And we're going to get specific and I'm going to get down to business with him and I ain't coming out of the prayer room until we work something out. Not that I make God do anything because sometimes he helps us along in that. You ready for this? You see, we persevere through. We don't just give up. We keep on going through. But sometimes when you're on the front lines talking to the guy with the artillery, which is God, sometimes static gets in the lines. We're not able to get it through the message. That static is called unconfessed sin. God can't hear through the static. We call upon God and we got this. We got selfishness going on. We got an unforgiven spirit. Those are things that is not conducive to God and the message don't get through to the artillery room. The static comes in and it has to be dealt with. Otherwise, you got the same old, same old. You got the same old enemy sitting there looking at us and laughing and joking about us and calling us all kinds of things. And keeps on attacking and keeps on attacking. And we got the answers right here. Amen. But remember this. We're talking military terms. God has veto power. God didn't answer my prayer. Don't don't get too upset with God because he knows what's best. You remember the show Father Knows Best? Anybody know that one? I didn't get to see it like you did in real time. I got to see it in reruns as a baby, as a young fella. But God has veto power because he knows what's best. So we pray specific. Sometimes we don't get the answer. Sometimes we start wondering, okay, is God even listening to me? We go back and check and see. We got some static in the lines. Okay, we deal with that. And we've dealt with all of this, and yet we're calling in firepower and on the enemy, this specific tech where he's trying to outflank us because we're growing, but he's still trying to hurt us. He's still trying to take us out of the game. And what happens? We realize we haven't gotten into his will exactly yet. Ooh, what? That one hurts because he has veto power. Moses, remember him? Killed a fella, run off into the wilderness. God calls him. God sends him. I can't go. I can't talk straight. Well, go anyway. I'll send your brother with you. Maybe somewhere along the line you're going to figure out I'm in control is what God's been saying. Go anyway. I'll send your brother with you. Will that help? Well, I'll send your brother with you. 
right? And he takes this murmuring, grumbling people who didn't like nothing. God just rescued them. What they want? They want to go back over here to Egypt. They got good food. We had all the everything we need. They got everything happening. And so, what does he do? <laughs> he's getting upset. He's talking to God about it, but yet he does something that he's not listening to God. He's listening to people, and he prays wrong, and he does something wrong. And what does God do? You're not going into the promised land. Now we know Moses, something good happened because in the New Testament he was at the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible says so. Am I right on that? So it don't lie. Him and God was okay, but he didn't get what was promised. Why? Because he didn't mind God. And what did he do? God had veto power. I know what's best. Paul prayed for a thorn in the flesh. And what happened? The Lord said, my grace is sufficient. You got it, you're going to keep it. Because it's keeping you what? Humble. So God knows best. He has veto power. And the best example of all is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. On that fateful night in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying for what some believe is three and a half hours. Boy, can you imagine three and a half hours of serious prayer with God? I mean, I'm talking prayer where you're sweating. You're working. I'm talking about prayer where your, your sweat's turning like blood. You're under a burden. Three and a half hours. But what did he say? Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. What happened? He had to drink the cup. God has veto power. So when we're praying tonight, I know we're getting long, but I, I, the food's not important. Not to me. Prayer is what's important. And I hope you've gotten fed tonight. Brother Charlie, come on up. You can take us before we need to go for prayer. Unconfessed sin. Turning from our wicked ways. Otherwise, you take one ingredient out, the building don't stand. Amen.